All right, how's it going, everyone? I'm Mark. I'm Ian. And this is the Uncaped Crusaders Review. All right, we're back. Another uh, another week. Adam West Batman Week, 1966 Batman Week. So that's gonna be fun. We got uh we got a couple Riddler episodes today. So this is gonna be this is gonna be fun. I always enjoy I always enjoy Frank Gorshin's Riddler. Definitely, How can you not? Definitely, probably top, definitely top five favorite probably villains of all time. Frank Gorshin's Riddler, probably my favorite. I don't know. Might be my favorite Batman villain ever. But there's 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 great ones. You know, Heath yeah. Ledger's Joker, Jack Nicholson's yeah, Joker. Yeah, that's a tough you know. one. There, there's a lot of great ones, but he's definitely top group, that's for sure. For sure. So uh, that's always great. And my gosh, you talk about, I mean, he always goes all out, but like he really goes all out in this episode. Like, I, I feel like he ramps it up even from the last ones. Yeah, if that even if that's somehow possible, yeah, he does it. I didn't think it was, but it is. <laughs> <laughs> and then he did in that one. So we're gonna talk about that. Um also gonna talk movie swap. Uh Big I news. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess we might as well start with that. Oh, what, what were you gonna start with? Uh something way less exciting. Oh, go uh, ahead then. Uh no, no, no. Liter- literally <laughs> literally nothing. Um yeah, enough beating around the bush. There's some decent Batman news that came out yesterday. As far as oh, we got our uh, we got our Zack Snyder Batman shot. Yeah, I guess it's a new thing. I know, I know. We got I'm the uh, Zack Snyder Batman shot. We have seen the Batmobile, or at least the uh, the first looks of um of Robert Pattinson and and Matt Reeves's. Batmobile, which is which is pretty cool. I mean, again, I'm surprised it's taken this long, but I'm also surprised it hasn't been spoiled by now. With yeah, I guess they just haven't uh, started filming it. The scene with them, yeah, I got, that's probably why they they released the photos because sure. they're about to start filming a sequence. I guess they in... didn't use it in Glasgow, which is kind of surprising. No, it looked like it was on the bat bike. Yeah, so that's that's a little odd, but um. Yeah. Yeah, so so it, you know, there's a lot of stuff. Obviously, they released he released three images from several different angles, which was nice too. A lot of times, it's just one. They usually just yeah, do yeah, like yeah. a teaser, you know, image, and then you kind of got to piece it together and whatever. But no, he showed pretty much the whole thing. Yeah, it was like a little mini photo shoot. Yeah, yeah, three three photos. You got like an overhead shot, kind of from the front, a shot from kind of you back. know the side and the back, and then just a straight one of the back. And so, we have to um, see a little bit more of Robert Pattinson's like full suit. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, a little, a little bit more of that, which of course looks good as we expected. Yeah, it would. it's growing on me more and more. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm a fan. I like it. Um, the Batmobile is interesting. I, 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 I do like it. I like, I like the Batmobile. I do too. I've, I've um, come around. It's not obviously. It's not what anyone probably was expecting. So I guess that's going to take well, a little bit of getting used to, but but ultimately I I like it, and just the fact that it's not that stupid tank automatically I, I, makes I will, it better. I will not accept any any debauchery of the tumbler. I, I, I will hate, not. Accept I that. hate the tumbler. I've been on record. I'm not a fan. Ugh. It's not a Batmobile. It is. No, it's but not. anyway, it is, and it makes perfect sense. But anyway, 
Mm-mm. What um. Now, what I think it is is that if you the really Batmobile should it, not be something that was already developed for the military, and then he just picks it up and here's the Batmobile. Again, like half the everything he uses in the Batman Begins is like already been developed by the military. Yeah, to be fair, that's not the best it's, part of that movie. No, but but no, I know I don't mind it because again, it's still the whole the it's a practical real world Batman. That's why are we talking about Batman Begins? No, this this Batmobile. What I think it like kind of the backlash has been. If you think about it, movie wise, all the Batmobiles have been these these very not your typical car looking vehicles. Right. I mean, you go back to the the Burton Batmobile, which is the best. Uh, you go, yeah, it's pretty awesome. You That's go fantastic. to obviously the Tumbler, and then the last one with uh, BBS. It's like, but if you look at the comics, we've had plenty of of like go arounds where yeah where where it looks something like this so it's like the movies are finally catching up with like the comics in terms of like yep. we're seeing all the different styles i think people are just used to the movie version of what a batmobile should be right. which is like big right. and like just one of a kind you know yeah um we don't even need to talk about the two joel schumacher batmobiles um no 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 we don't they're just dumber versions they're of the bird ones. They're 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 horrible. Oh, they're they're, they're, they're so toy bad. they're toy figures. Yeah. Uh, the Batman Forever Batmobile is the worst Batmobile ever conceived in any way, shape, or form on this planet. And I I really like that movie, but that Batmobile when Riddler blows it up, I I'm very happy about that. It's a relief. Yeah. It's a good moment. Um, yeah. That one fin on the top. It looks terrible. But um. Yeah. No, this looks good. I I I do wish there was a little bit more to yeah. it. Yeah. Like there's kind of fins on it, but not in the really. Back, the back looks really good. Um, yeah, the back's cool. I think. Um, but yeah, I, and then I, like I, w- I, I would like I don't know some sort of something on the front. Yeah, it's it's very that was initially what I had a knee jerk reaction to where I was like what because it it really does just look like something out of Fast and Furious in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but there's a lot of good. Like I said in the tweet, like if we can have some awesome like. Born ultimatum, French connection, awesome yeah. chase scenes instead of just. And oh, with this a... thing, it would be possible. Oh, I, I think I think it's going to be, especially how much uh, practical onset location they've already done. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's so that's to me the biggest highlight. So that's gonna be awesome. But um, but yeah, it's gonna be so much better than just seeing. Oh, here's a cool Batmobile design, but every time you see an action, it's just gonna be CGI. Right, right. That's n- nobody likes that. No. Except and again, it, it, all the reports we're hearing about this movie is that this is early, kind of like a year two Batman. So this more likely is not going to be our Batman or Batmobile for the entire uh, Robert Pattinson run. Yeah, see that that's the other thing is it's like yeah. th- this to me is a prototype Batmobile. Yeah. Just like the suit is more than likely a prototype suit. Of course, which is going to be upgraded. Perfect sense. If, and if, of course, if you if you were making a first Batmobile, it would be from a car. Yeah. For sure. So and I, and I do say like going with the whole like realistic car, like body and everything. I do much rather would have like a, a muscle car like this than like some type of like Corvette or like Lamborghini. Because if you think yeah. about it, this would be like way more durable and like more intimidating than like a freaking Lamborghini that has like a three inch clearing. And you can't go over a speed bump without wrecking. <laughs> right. It's like made of tinfoil. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I totally agree. Muscle car is definitely the way to go as far as, as far as that is. So yeah, no, I I like it, and it looks like it's gonna work really well in a movie sense, and fits with the aesthetic, 
So yeah, no, I'm I'm all for it. I think it's great. And, and it just proves that I really think this version of Batman is going to be something we have not seen before in a movie, which is so exciting. Because um, as even, long like, just... as it's still Batman, yes. Exactly, yeah. As long as it still does justice <laughs> uh, to the character. Tom Holland's Spider-Man something we never saw in a movie either. And That's a good point. Because it yeah. wasn't Spider-Man, so. But even in, like, his suit, at least his, you know, go-to suits are, like, they look, you know, like, he looks like Spider-Man when he's wearing the suit, but then it's, like, yeah. they get everything wrong. Whereas this, like, a lot of, like, the, the suit design, the Batmobile design looks unlike anything we've seen in the movies, but that could be a good thing, whereas, like, yeah, it's something new and not just... Oh, here's you know what you're familiar with, but just again in the movie. Right, right. No, I so, I, yeah. I totally agree. We'll see. Totally agree. So we'll uh, yeah, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens with it. But ultimately, I'm a fan, and it's pretty big. Still big yeah, Batman still on board. News. Yeah. Um, and props to them for getting it out before it got leaked. So, that's how you should do it. Absolutely. So that's that's smart. They learned their lesson. Hopefully. Yeah. Because oh god, can you imagine? If it was like the photos from Glasgow where it was like broad daylight and they just see a car, and it's like, oh, is someone just like, is Black Mask driving that car? And it's like, <laughs> no, this is our Batmobile. Like how people will be freaking out. Yeah, I know. Even more so. Yeah, you freaked out already. Yeah, it was, it was a little knee jerk. But again, it was, it was, it was jarring. It's like, oh, it's not what I'm used to seeing when I think of the Batmobile. Sure, sure. No, no, no. I, I, I get it. Um, yeah, that, that's really the only news, I think. Uh, the only other news I can think of isn't Batman related, unless we're going to other news already. But I don't think there's any more Batman related news. No, I mean obviously that was that was a big one. Yeah, no, that was the big one. Cake. Mm-hmm. Um, but now the other news I saw that like kind of was big is that apparently yeah, freaking No Time to Die, the new James Bond has been pushed back all the way to November because yep. of the stupid coronavirus. Yep. Which sucks because I was looking forward to that movie, but then it's just like you have to think about it. if the coronavirus keeps, you know, or at least people keep freaking out the way they have been like, what's going to happen with a summer movie season. That'll be interesting. That's for yeah. sure. Like that black widow, a... um, wonder woman, are they going to start like delaying those? And then, and then like next year is like, just going to be this overcrowded, like blockbuster every week. It's a good point. That's a good point. I wonder, I wonder if this will be a trend. I, I mean, Disney for sure. I mean, Disney is kind of like, I know they're screwed with Milan because the big thing about Milan is obviously that's tailor made for solely the Chinese <laughs> box office. That's all they care about. Right. And um, they have to delay it in. They're already going to delay it in China regardless because, like, China, China, you can't even go to a movie theater anymore. Um, right. Right. But apparently they're not going to delay it for everyone else. So it's like, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they just went ahead and delayed it completely with their bigger movies like Black Widow and whatever else crap they have coming out this summer. Mm hmm. Yeah, no, that's fair. It'll be interesting to see how this changes. Yeah, movies that are gonna potentially be coming out. So, yeah. Um. All right. Well, yeah, that's pretty much I it. That's pretty much it. So, moving on to movies that we watched. This will be quick. Haven't watched any. So there we go. Uh, I watched one. Oh um, wow! Look at that, Mister Free Time. I know, yeah, you really think I'd be watching more. But um, <laughs> so the one I saw is I finally got around to seeing The Quiet Place, or A Quiet Place. You hadn't seen that yet? No. Wait, why didn't I have that on the list? Why did you? Or, or no, I, I, I feel like I should have, that would have been on the on my list. I didn't know you hadn't seen that. I thought you did, yeah, because I mentioned no. I hadn't seen well, that. Well, I had but forgotten. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, my, me, my, like, my mom hadn't seen either, and like, 
I was trying to find a movie we, we both want to watch. It was damn near impossible. So it was like, <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as we come upon one that we haven't seen, it's like, all right, yeah, I guess we're watching this one. Right. Uh, but it was good. It was, it was, um, it was enjoyable. It's, it's, it's smart that they made it like just 90 minutes. Cause I don't know if I can take two hours and just like silence and, you know, really nothing. So it's smart that they, uh, um, yeah, definitely made it quick. Uh, but really what I think was sells the movie is, is John Krasinski, obviously his, real chemistry with his wife Emily Blunt and then the whole the kids I thought were good too um mm-hmm. and, and it just really like the their performances and like they're they're like acting as a, a family and a whole is really what sells that whereas like if you had characters you didn't care about as much this movie would be like so forgettable and like not even care and just like in, something you'd have on, on the background yeah it would have um, been it would be tough to get through that's for sure yeah so they're, they're they're really what so like they're really you know the heart of it and you actually like you actually care what happens to them and stuff. Right. Uh, quite a few plot holes, uh, sure. but that's okay. The ending, um, the ending's my only gripe with the movie. Not a big fan yeah. of the ending. Um, the end, I, the I ending. really like the movie. I, I, I think it's really, really well done. It's very yeah. smart. It, It's very different. Um, this is the way, I think this is way better of a way to make a scary movie. Than the way most horror movies go. Did you ever see uh, a Bird Box? No. no yeah, of but that, not. To, yeah, Bird Box <laughs> to me is like everything not to do with like a quiet place. It's like right. Bird that, Box is dumb quiet place. That's a total reaction to a good movie, oh, yeah. and then yeah. done. Oh, do we, we can just. What do, do we this. have that similar? Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. No, that doesn't count. Um, no. So I think this is it's done. It's very smartly made. For the most, for most of the movie, everyone behaves very logically. It's like, yeah, this is how you would react in, in these situations and whatever. For uh, you know, for the most part, yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I like all that. I think the tension is real and really, really well done. Sure. Um, the suspense is great. All that's yeah. No, I really enjoy the movie. I thought the ending was really. Yeah, lazy. I think is a better yeah. way to put it. It's a little lazy. Yeah. Like they they had no they idea how to finish. Quite, yeah, that's it. definitely you tell. And yeah. so um, it's like, oh well, we can just do that. And it's like, well, why didn't you do that like two hours ago? Like I feel like that would have been yeah. made everything much much easier. But um, anyway, but ultimately, I I do enjoy the movie quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, again, I enjoyed it. I mean, I didn't love all the jump scares, but I, I hate jump scares in general. But it's kind of like you just have to expect that and. In common horror movies, especially some one of the that's... jump scares aren't even real jump scares. It's just because it's so quiet. Yeah, that, that, and that's true, and that's why I give this movie a pass. Whereas, like other movies, like uh, that stupid lights out movie, I was like, all right, this is dumb. Because yeah, like, like jump scares, or like really jump scares are mainly sound. It's that loud post production sound effect they put in. You know, that's like dung, you know, right, whatever. Right, and uh, right, sure. and it, yeah, it makes sense for this movie because you go from one extreme to another. Uh, but you know, it's like that classic movie movie thing that always happens where like. If someone grabs someone or startles them, they have to be as loud and like of jumpy as possible. It's like just just tap them on the shoulder, like. <laughs> but uh, but no, I no, I enjoyed it. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's fair. I've watched nothing because yeah, you're you're a busy man. Whole lot, whole lot stuff every week, and I've not been able to watch movies nearly as much lately. And it's very disappointing because, although yeah. to be fair, there's also no movies coming out really that that's are any true. good. Yeah. The the way back come, the way back comes out this weekend. So yeah, if I have time again, I probably won't. If I have time, I'll probably go and see that. 
Yeah, I'm dying to see a movie, and it's like, yeah, that, yeah, I'm, I'm the same thing. It's like I just I haven't seen a, a movie in theaters in like three weeks now, and um, you know I'm a part of the A list thing, so I just haven't been using that now all month, and I'd like to be able to to use that. And it's Gavin O'Connor, who That's I've true. yet to see a bad movie by him. So I agree. Um, Even Jane got a gun. I like Jane got a gun. That gets a bad too. rap. I enjoy that movie. Um. Yeah, so I think I there's no way it's bad. There's no way it's bad. Like nah. I know that, guaranteed. Even even with be Ben Affleck predictable. and everything, I know it's yeah. there's no way it can be bad. The worst it can be is just okay. Yeah, so, it'll, um, it'll be probably very predictable. Like, look, I love I love Gavin O'Connor. I love movies. I love basketball. I don't love movies about basketball. I don't even like <laughs> I don't even really like Hoosiers that much. Like I, I get well, it. Classic. Apparently, this movie is not about basketball, Ian. So okay. Well, I, mean, I could get that. I That's mean, what Gavin I've heard. Connor... Basketball is uh, very, you know, it's not, it's not the movie. Yeah, but then, but what then, then what is the movie? Just drunk and Ben Affleck having to sober up, like eh. probably. That's... Which, to be fair, I was hearing Gavin O'Connor talk about, it, and he said that, like, because they literally started making this movie while Ben was in rehab. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's very like heavy hitting, like battle. Yeah, it's, but... they. He said there were scenes. That he chose, that he was like, I can't use this in the movie because it was too, they were too real. Damn, where, I believe where, it. Where there were scenes were going, and he's like, he's not even acting anymore. This is just like real emotion that's going, and everyone on the sets like bawling, and he's like, I, I can't even use some of these takes. I mean, they're, they're, they're like, they're just too, too far. Like he's like, I mean, this he'll... would just, like everyone in the audience, he's like, would just be crushed, like with some of the stuff. <laughs> so. I don't know. I mean, we're we're obviously no fans of Ben Affleck, but people really forget how bad 2016 was for him. Just like yeah. if if you look at everything that happened that year, obviously the whole divorce was the main thing. Yeah. Uh, the divorce and then scandal, and then you know obviously the custody battle with the kids. But then you have his lifelong dream of being Batman kind of plummets with Batman vs Superman coming out and not being very well received. But then you also have his passion project, that Live by Night movie, that he put all his money. And time and effort into it. I thought it was gonna be a big Oscar-winning movie. Tanks. It's like, dude, that will drive anybody into even more alcoholism than they probably already was. And yeah, yeah. So you know, it's good. It's it's uh, you know, and definitely an interesting role. Definitely a very personal role. And um, yeah, like literally, they said he would get leaves from rehab to come Oof. and shoot scenes, like when Damn. they started filming it. So yeah. So yeah, I'll probably uh, I'll probably see that. Um, yeah, you know what? Watch that. It'll probably end up being one that's like, oh okay, and then it'll end up being great. Um, it might, yeah. I feel yeah. like it has the recipe for one of those things. I feel like every year in Feb. I mean, I know we're in March. Yeah, March. Every year yeah. in February, I feel like there's one movie that just got pushed or something, and or or buried there, and then I don't really care about it. And then I end up end up seeing it, and I'm just like, oh okay. And then they end up being great. Uh, I know The Martian came out sometime around February, yeah, early March, time, I think, yeah. and that happened to me with that. I know Kingsman came out in February and was the same thing. I was with gonna me say, yeah, that. I thought Kingsman. There's been a lot that that has happened, so maybe this will be one of those. Who knows? Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I haven't seen anything. All that to say that. Uh, moving on to uh, Movie Swap, I think it's time. So Ian watched the original. And really, the only <laughs> bad news bears, and I watched uh, Wedding Crashers. So, uh, Ian, you want to go first? You want me to go first? Who goes first? Uh, you go first, I guess. All right. 
I watched Wedding Crashers. Again, had no time, so I got it in last night. And uh, I have one thing to say about this movie. It is way too long. Hmm. Way It's like two and hours and ten minutes long. Like, I have no idea. Or, or it's like right around two hours. And this, this, this is a... It was much more of a, like romantic comedy than i expected as far as i mean it is i mean it's a comedy movie for sure but there was more of a romantic comedy element to it which i think is why they felt they could get away with making it two hours probably but it's too long it uh not that i was ever like bored or or uninterested or anything but it's just like it got to a point where i was like this movie still has like 45 minutes left in it like how (laughs) so that that's my one big gripe with this movie it is too long and i was also trying to 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 get to bed and other things and i felt like it just kept going (sighs) that might have part of part to do with it also that's definitely part of it mark (laughs) anyway i didn't okay i saw this movie i didn't expect it to be two hours long when i started it anyway I didn't realize it was, it was that long either. Exactly. Um, other than that, no, I enjoyed it. I love Vince Vaughn. Owen Wilson's great. Their chemistry's a lot of fun. It's right in that sweet spot of the mid-2000s when they were just pumping out great comedy yeah. movies. Um, I was impressed that it's rated R, but it doesn't just lean into rated R. So I appreciate it. Well, I appreciate... Like, it's rated R clearly, but... There's nothing like gratu- there's not really anything gratuitous in it as as you would see know. in most rated R comedies. I mean obviously there's language and stuff but even there wasn't as much language as as I expected there would be. I in think this it was movie. more nudity. I think there's a well, there's, bit of nudity. But there's just one part. Like it's well, literally a montage. Well that's the only part. Well then Isla Fisher's top was in the oh, crazy yeah. scene. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah I guess so that's true. But anyway, yeah, yeah language wise, yeah, it, overall. Yeah. So I guess those 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 two scenes are the other reasons. But again, like those could easily anyway the, um, it didn't feel like over the top R rated. We're rated R no. and it's funny because it's R. Yeah, that was not what this movie was. And I was I was very pleasantly surprised at that because, again, most a lot of these movies from this time period were PG-13. These type of comedies yeah. were PG-13, and I think they're way, way better than their rated R counterparts because they were actually about being funny and not yeah. just about having humor in, you know, shock value, inappropriate shock. Yeah, shock value stuff. So and I this still stuck to that same formula, I thought. So I, oh, yeah. I appreciated that a lot. I, I mean, I, I didn't think it was like great. I like most of the other ones from the same time period more than this one. I think they're funnier. Um, I do like Vince Vaughn's character a lot. I like his whole just he has entire conversation with himself. And that's oh, yeah, his whole character really cool. bit is yeah. fantastic. I love that, every like, one of those scenes. Well, that and just the fact that when they go on the retreat, like he just has like he cannot catch a break and like every <laughs> awful thing is only happening to him. Yes. Because like he gets yes. he gets shot in the ass. He gets yep. like almost raped in the middle of the night. Like just <laughs> No, he does. He does get right. raped. Yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking when the brother comes in later. <laughs> oh yeah, then that too. Yeah, <laughs> that's very true. Okay, my funniest, the funniest part with that whole whole thing is not even that scene. It's it's later 
when he's leaving and he's like, Can I, I want the picture back. He's like, no, it was a gift. I'm, <laughs> I'm keeping it. <laughs> no, freaking, I, my favorite part, because I, I love Todd. He, he's one of the best parts of the movie. But I love the part of the dinner table where, um, where like the, the crazy, crazy grandmother, you know, who's like 100 and just <laughs> says whatever, like just making fun of Todd and says he's like a homo. And he's like, he's like I'm going to my room. And I'm going to paint homo themes. <laughs> just the way he says it. No, but the funniest part of this movie, without a shadow of a doubt, is when they're playing football. That oh, God, by yeah. Far, like, the... I didn't laugh out was... loud a lot at this movie. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, maybe not as much as I thought, uh, maybe, but that that killed me. That was <laughs> that was by far the funniest part of the entire movie. It's the, just the, Bradley the, yeah. Cooper Big just destroying. Yeah, I forgot he was in this. Just Bradley Cooper just destroying Vince Vaughn. And then every time Owen Wilson would just look over, it's like, what are you doing? Like, it's touch football. <laughs> <Yeah>. Get up. <laughs> Stop pining for attention. <laughs> yeah, I forgot I forgot how hateable Bradley Cooper is. Oh, he does such a good job oh, of playing that douchebag. He's perfect. He is perfect. His name I mean, is he's Sack. Playing, if you think about it, he's playing the same character he plays in The Hangover four years later, just as a younger oh, version. Yeah. It's basically yeah. the same character. Pretty much, yeah. Um, just a little bit, just without more any redeeming qualities. Yeah, 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 exactly, and not likable without that like charm. No. with no charm, that's the difference. But um, yeah, like by the third time when he hit him like again, and he Owen Wilson's like <laughs> leaning over, and he's just on the ground. He's like, "Would you quit doing that?" Like he's so <laughs> mad at him, and that that was so funny. That was so well done with the comedic timing. Oh, and everything is so well done with that scene. That oh, and then what about me. the cameo later amazing. on? The cameo, yeah, no, the cameo is great. I had totally forgotten that was a part of it. Um, I know. Uh, because, that, again, I, I, I haven't seen the movie, so, but I've seen and or heard, like, all the Will Ferrell parts from this movie, and I totally forgot it was even a part of this movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. My only complaint is it's almost too good. Like, you forget about the rest of the movie once he's there. Like, he just destroys he just but, destroys, but point... and it's so over the top. More, <laughs> I don't know. He uh, Will Ferrell just himself just has such a bigger presence than everyone else. Yeah, but, I, I thought mean, I that thought point, that part like... might have might have actually taken away from the movie a little bit because it also doesn't like, need to be in there the at all. You could yeah. take all that no. out and it would not change a single thing. <laughs> no. But but I mean. It's just, it's just classic. Like we talk about Denzel, this is just classic Will Ferrell. I mean, this, oh, yeah, this is Will Ferrell in every movie, a version of this character. And even if it annoys you, you're still laughing at it because oh, yeah, you just yeah. can't. He he goes so over the top with it. Like like we'll talk about <laughs> Frank Gorshin later. Like he just he goes so into it that it's like you're almost like laughing, like just. Just because of how over the top he goes into it, you're more laughing yeah. at his choice of acting than even the actual jokes in the movie, <laughs> which is oh, it's it's great. Oh yeah, no, I I, I love this movie, and yeah, maybe I should have better prepared you. I, I didn't realize it was over two hours. No, 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 but, no. Um, it's like right at two hours, but um, yeah, still, yeah. I mean, comedy is for some reason also comedy is like always I feel feel longer than they are, but. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, but um, no. But but I liked the movie. I liked the movie overall. I just love. I I love the. Uh, I don't know. Th- there's many great parts of Vince Vaughn just 
getting in trouble during the different weddings. That was <laughs> that was entertaining. Yeah. And then Owen Wilson having a cover for him is always oh, great. Oh yeah. yeah. The, no, they, they have great chemistry. Oh yeah. The the running the 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 whole running joke of him just constantly getting the worst of everything <laughs> is is great. And then to pay it off with the fact that he actually falls in love with this person yeah, makes it even makes it even funnier. Yeah. And just the fact that he that she was partially playing him, then that's what makes him fall in love with her. That that was pretty good. Yeah, I forgot about that. That was very funny, and I did not see that coming, and that I thought was very funny too. So no, no, it was a good movie. It was, it was a good movie, um, for sure. Okay. But yeah, all right. Uh, a little bit about this movie came out two thousand and five. It, of course, stars Vince Vaughn. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing I forgot to talk about. Christopher freaking Walken. Oh, yeah, he's great. He's great. And I also love because he's not, like, overdone. Like, he actually... No, he's not, he's not usual Walken. He actually seems like a believable character. Like, yeah, okay, this serious. could be a real person, which I did not expect in a movie like this. And no, so no. I, I, I enjoyed that a lot. And obviously, it's just Christopher Walken and who can not enjoy something that he's in. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, this movie had a forty million dollar budget. It made over two hundred and eighty million dollars. Damn. So not bad. Not too shabby. Yeah. Not bad. It's got a, a six point nine rating on IMDb. It's got a three uh, three even on Letterboxd. It's got a seventy five percent critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes and a seventy percent audience score. So. Okay. Was the overall things for Wedding Crashers. All right. That's what I watched. Ian watched absolute classic sports movie, Bad News Bears. Not the stupid, awful, terrible remake that doesn't count. The real well, Bad News Bears. That's, that's the tricky part with this. So, looking, watching this movie, I actually don't hate, uh, I don't hate the remake. Um, Granted, I haven't seen it since like it first came out and I first saw it, uh, but I remember laughing a lot. I remember thinking Billy Bob was actually really good, which he can be very good. Um, but then, you know, I assume watching this one, like I would just be like, "Oh, how could I even ever like the original?" But I still like both. The problem with the remake is that it's one of those remakes that is like shot for shot. Yeah. Um, like literally, like entire scenes are copied with like the the smallest of details changed right like uh the, the whole subplot kind of of um amanda and, and the kelly kid going on date like uh-huh. or like she she tries to beat him to to get him on the team like uh in this in the class in the original version it's like you know uh, ice hockey or whatever it's um, air hockey air hockey that's what it is um and then like in the remake it's like skateboarding so it's like it's literally little <laughs> stuff like that that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, but it was also also oh you got to think about like gosh. it's also like trying to reflect the times, and they came out like in the early two thousands, where it's like yeah, I mean kids sometimes would go to skate parks because that was what it was in. But yeah, like, but it yeah, wasn't it's... that it wasn't that prevalent. No, so... and then also what I like about this uh, original version is that they don't really show like the whole like I don't need to see the romance blossom or whatever. That's not what this movie is about. This movie is about 
you know, baseball and this dysfunctional team. Yep. And whereas, like, in a remake, you, have to, you see them go to, like, a concert, and it's like, oh, what is this? And, oh, my gosh. But no, but talk about the original, no. What, like, I mean, what really sets apart the original is, obviously, the time period, because it feels so much more authentic. Yep. Because the remake has just as much language, although it, it can't get away with the freaking racial epithets that this movie has. <laughs> um, but but, that, so but that's funny. what I'm saying. Exactly. And that, again, it also just shows how authentic it was to the time because that's what kids would have said. Yep. It's like like Trey Parker, Matt Stone, they grew up in the late 70s, uh, 80s. So like that's how they would have talked. I and mean, that's what South Park is. It's like terrible kids with terrible language because that's mm-hmm. how they would talk. Um, and so, yeah, so that's what this movie does a lot better is that it really like shows the times, like you said. Um, freaking the, the, the Pizza Hut scene alone is like... They they serve beer at Pizza Hut like what? <laughs> I'm telling so you, man, also, they serve beer everywhere. That's true. Yeah, I, I, no, you're not wrong. And then yeah, just like the the my god, the taboo of like having twelve kids unseatbelt in your car, the broken windshield <laughs> as the driver is no drunk. sitting on the back of the convertible. Yeah, not even in the not seat, even yeah. in the seat. And yeah, and well, that well, like is for real. Like they shot that. Like oh, the yeah. car's on a real road driving for real. With, yeah, with like, the kids like, on the car. Yeah, like my dad would talk about, like, you know, him and his brother would just be in the back of the truck, you know, with like no seatbelts. Like, yeah. you're driving on hilly roads. That's, that's how it was back then. Yeah. Um. So that that's what really sells this movie. But then also what freaking holds this movie is is Walter Matthau. How like how freaking good he is. Uh, it's just uh, it's just classic. Like he he just it, it's. It's kind of like one of those castings where it's like, okay, are you even playing anybody right now? Because I mean, obviously the whole baseball player part is is real, but like just the whole like, I love how because like Billy Bob was kind of he, he was good, he he was good. Don't get me wrong, but he I don't know, he just it wasn't as authentic, despite the fact that it's Billy Bob Thornton who is how who has been an alcoholic and a bum and stuff. But like I don't know, just Walter Matthau just sells it so much better because like. He also like he, he sells a whole like not caring so much yep. better. Um, it's like I think it's like the first scene where uh, I forget what it is. Either when he's like assigning roles in like you know the outfield and stuff, and like the kids are just like fighting and like they're they're demanding all this stuff. He's like oh, okay. It's just like he's like he, he's not like yelling at them. He's not like rolling his eyes. Like he really just doesn't care. Right. <laughs> and that's and that's what's so good. It's like he, like I think only like one scene he yells where he. You know, gets in that fight with his uh, or not his daughter, but he gets in that little fight with Amanda. Yeah, and it's kind of that real, kind of, which is also kind of hits your heart because it's like, oh god, where he's like talking about being a bum and it's like, you know, I could have looked you up two years ago, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. And like, but but again, like it it feels so authentic coming from him. But um, but then all the other comedic scenes later on where he's he's just watching them lose and like, you know, he's like, oh, rolling his eyes whenever they have an error or whatever. It's like. I don't know. I just I, I can't explain like just how perfect he is for the role. I mean, yeah, as you said, it doesn't even feel like anyone's act like he's acting. Yeah, it's just oh yeah. It's that, like I mean, that was like, Walter, Walter again, Matthau. Like just, yeah, it's like uh, like, and I I feel like that's just something that was so much more I get that you could capture so much more realistically back then with like the actors back then, where it's like. Even now, it's like I can't imagine like Brian Cranston trying to play this role. It's like Brian Cranston is like classy, somewhat. It's like you know, like down to earth and kind of easy going. Whereas like the the old stars of the day were all alcoholics, smoked mm-hmm. nonstop, <laughs> were not glamorous, you know. No. I think of like you know Johnny Carson when they just go on there and it's like 
they'd just be like their their clothes would be wrinkled and stuff and again they'd just be smoking and drinking the whole time and like like my god they even bother so sobering up to come on the show <laughs> no of course not but then like yeah but then i mean the freaking the last like the the game i didn't even realize realize it was like the championship game until like halfway through i'm like oh god we're we're gonna be here for a while because that's like the last like 30 minutes of the movie i feel like no no uh well but, um, i mean i mean I'll, i guess but it's not really that long no it's not that long but it just yeah like i feel like it, it, i feel like it just came suddenly because yeah mm-hmm. they they show a good job of like building up all oh, the bears come from like last place to freaking second and then it's like oh now we're playing the yankees again i'm like oh wait they're playing the yankees again I'm like they, they must play them three times it's like oh no this is a championship mm-hmm. but um but God, yeah, the freaking the other thing they show a great job of is um, that also really connected with this movie is that I hated playing baseball as a kid. Ah, like m- most kids, boo. most kids do. Baseball sucks. No, baseball is wonderful. It's not. It's, it's amazing. Especially when you're. What, what you play baseball? Yeah, of course I played. What are you talking about? I, I thought you only played football. No, I played baseball okay. all the way until high school. Ugh. I don't oh, know. I just, I hate amazing. it. Now, I, and I think of that South Park episode where they're all playing. Have you seen the one where they're, they're in the baseball league and like literally every team is just trying to lose because they want the summer to be over or like mm. they want the season to be over so they can go play video games and stuff. And so it's literally just every team trying to tank. Um, it's a really <laughs> funny episode, but uh, they, it reminded me of this movie where it's like, because like what it also shows really well is how the, the parents are way more competitive than the kids are. Oh, yeah. No, that. Yeah, that that is true. That's the best part is how they're all making it like political and like doing all this stuff. And meanwhile, the kids are like, they don't care. <laughs> like, obviously, the, the bears don't care, but because uh, they're all the rejects and stuff. But like, right. even the other kids, it's like, you can tell just how like forced into it so many kids are, unfortunately. But yeah, so I, that, that hit home to me where I was like, oh, I hated baseball. I'm just sitting in the outfield in the sun waiting for someone to hit the ball to you, maybe. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, Trust I, me, I, a lot of kids feel the same way, Mark. I can't relate. I have no idea. What I have no idea. Eh. Um, yeah, you're more of an athlete. Than too. I absolutely loved baseball. But um, anyway, yeah, it, this is just the best part about this movie is just the snapshot into the late '70s suburban life. Because that, yeah. I mean, it just is. It is a picture perfect snapshot into that time period. Pro, it, it might be the best. It might be. What, it's got to be one of the best, like time capsule movies for a specific, like decade, ever, that you can yeah, just probably. be like, this is the way life was in 1976. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like an 80s movie that perfectly encompasses like what the 80s was. I mean, I know there are. Plenty, uh, yeah, like, I mean, there, there's a lot, obviously. I mean, there, there, you know, there, like every John Hughes movie. Sure, sure. I mean, that, that's probably a, the best way to to look at it, but. Yeah, this is uh, it it's just it's great. I mean, again, it's not a baseball movie. That it's it's no. not. I mean, there's baseball in it and they play baseball, but it's not about baseball at all. Um, yeah, you got a young Jackie Earl Haley, who's just yeah, I didn't awesome. recognize that first. I was like, who? I'm like, oh god, that's him. Yep. Oh yeah, it is, and he's great. Um, yeah, because even as a kid, he kind of looked creepy. Oh yeah, he always looked creepy. But yeah, him as Kelly, like the superstar who ends up playing for them and helping them win a bunch. Yeah, um, obviously Tatum Tatum O'Neill is fantastic. She's coming off an Oscar nomination coming into oh, this wow. movie uh for Paper Moon. And oh, okay. um 
Yeah, and then obviously Watts her mouth out. But the best character in this movie, without a doubt, is freaking Tanner Boyle. Tanner, yeah. By far. One of my favorite movie characters of all time. <laughs> he's like he's like three feet tall and he just tries to fight everybody. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Like there's one part after they lose, they lost their first game, like they got run ruled and forfeited like twenty to nothing or whatever. Yeah. And then uh he said the next day Tanner comes in, he's like beat up, and they're like, What what happened to you? He's like, he got in a fight. They're like, Who with? The seventh grade? <laughs> 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 or the th- or the fourth grade or whatever no, whatever grade. they're yeah, yeah. whatever they're in it's just like that's the whole seventh grade and then but the but the best scene is when uh it might be in that same it might be in that game when uh they get blown out yeah they're just killing them the a's are just killing them and the a's are the worst team in the league which is great and uh they're just keep hitting and running and and Tanner just slowly goes down and down from shortstop to where he's just throwing his glove at the guy rounding the bases. Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. That's that's great. Um, now, just he, all the great. Ki- all the kids are just fantastic because they all just feel oh, like yeah. they're real kids that were thrown in this and were just a nightmare for Michael Ritchie to try and control. Oh God, I can't. Yeah, that's always what they say is the hardest thing to direct is animals and kids. I can't imagine. Yeah, and obviously, there, sometimes there's exception. Like, like I know the Sandlot was a really easy set. I know all those kids oh, were, yeah, were yeah. really good and everything. But this yeah. one, there's no way. There's just no way that this was an easy set to to work no. with these kids because they're too real. These kids just feel too yeah, yeah. real. These um, are not professional actor kids like that you no, see in Hollywood. No, no, no. Oh. The, these are no, and I don't think any of them really did much after. Uh, now after this other than uh jackie o'haley and, and tatum yeah, O'Neill, like other than the, the you know the couple of stars everyone else i don't think really did anything so <laughs> no i mean we would probably wouldn't recognize them if they did oh i'm sure we wouldn't but they're all fantastic oh um, yeah every one of them's good uh at the end when they lose but that that's the other thing this is the first movie where the heroes lose this was really what? the first yeah, the, mainstream, especially sports movie, where the team loses in the end. Because when, this yeah, did not when did happen. Rocky, when did Rocky come out? In the same year. Oh it wow! It came out yeah, the so, same yeah. year. Um, and uh, but again, that's a little different because boxing, I guess. And they yeah, they yeah, came they came out around the same. I don't know when Rocky came out. This came out in April. I don't remember when, yeah. when Rocky came out. But, yeah, I mean, they were the same year. So this this was really a kind of turning point. But it was the first time you really see, like, a team lose. And uh, it, it just it fit. Like, I mean, I, I always love a happy ending. I always love seeing the good guys win and stuff like that. But, like, it just it wouldn't have had the, had the weight to it if it just went from, like, oh, here's the down and out, you know, watched a baseball player who takes a bunch of rejects and makes them this – the championship team and everyone goes, you know, home happy and his, his relationship with his not daughter, whatever is fixed. It's like, that's, that's too much. Like it, it's the perfect ending where they still have the, the redemption of like becoming a good baseball team, but it's not too like Hollywood. It feels real. All yeah. the resolution at the end feels real. Um, yeah. The, 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 the jerk coach who like drills his team every week or like every day to, you know, make sure they're the best. Yeah. They probably wouldn't win, you know? No, no, and then and then they just 
they just uh, throw the trophy at him at, at the end. It's, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, they have their own victory. Yeah, so and and then he throws out celeb- he gives them all celebratory beers. That was pretty great. And then the dad's there. And then the dad's there, and he's like, you know, maybe we shouldn't do that. I'm like, this is great. This is great. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Um, but yeah, no, I I really enjoyed this movie, and I think it's, I think it's, I think it's great. I like it a lot. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. All right. So this movie came out in 1976. It was directed by Michael Ritchie, which is, I mean, I mean, he's just one of the best comedy directors ever at least of this time period 70s 80s what else did he do oh he did fletch oh okay no wonder yeah no wonder the names seem familiar yeah fletch he did the golden child um oh, okay he then did cool runnings oh wow yeah no he he had a handful of handful of pretty solid comedy movies in kind of that that time period but um yeah, so uh came out in 76, had a, I don't know, it doesn't have budget information. It made over $30 million, though. So probably, Yeah, probably more than it cost. Yeah, yeah for made, sure. oh, that, 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 are you kidding me? This movie costs like a million bucks, maybe. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Especially in 76. But yeah, yeah so no, yeah. 30, 30 million bucks, 76, fantastic. Um, It has a 7.3 on IMDb. It's got a 3.6 on Letterboxd. And then it's got a 97% um, critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes wow. and a 80% um, audience score on uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. All right. So that's Bad News Bears. Now it's time to pick our uh, next movies, Ian. So um, do you want uh, me to go first or uh, you to go first? Uh, if you have yours, you can go. All right. This one... Um, Meaning for you to watch, this is a, uh, this might be the most recent movie I've gotten you to watch. Oh, I'm, now I'm trying to think. Oh, no. All right. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't remember what all of them are. I have a handful I, of recent ones. I think here. Fighting with My Family has so far been the okay, most Okay, no, that's the most recent one. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. That, that, that's been the most recent. This one's from 2018. Okay. And this is a, a fantastic movie. Oh, very, I know what it is. <laughs> very underrated. Did not get nearly enough love, but I love this movie, near and dear to my heart, and great performance, and it's, of course, Christopher Robin. Oh, okay, it's not what I thought. Mm-hmm. Ewan McGregor and Christopher Robin, fantastic movie. Absolutely hey, fantastic. I love Winnie the Pooh, I love Ewan McGregor, yep. so. lifelong Winnie the Pooh fan, grew up with it. I think, I think almost all Winnie the Pooh stuff still holds up to this day. Um, my sister will still send me like clips from the TV show from like the nineties and early, early two thousands that we had videotapes of and, and would watch. And it's still absolutely hilarious. The original movie, mini adventure, Winnie the Pooh is fantastic. Even the one they made in 2011 is one of my favorite movies. It's, uh, so I love Winnie the Pooh and obviously it's Ewan McGregor. And you know he he's just it's Ewan McGregor. I mean he's yeah. he's fantastic. So it, it's it's a great movie about. Um, I mean it's really about the uh, like the real shoot. I, I'm uh, Arthur Mills or um, oh god I forget too. I blanked on the thing. Um, but yeah, or Mill it's Mills I think. But the guy who wrote Winnie the Pooh it's about him. It's about yeah. the author, and that's who Ewan McGregor plays, and so it's a, 
really interesting movie and really sweet, really, big time feel good movie, big time nostalgia movie, and really well done. So that's Sweet. what you're gonna watch. All right. Well, looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm also gonna have you see a recent movie. Uh, I think mine is mine came out in 2017. Uh, this is a movie I saw very recently. Like I didn't see it when it came out. I only stumbled upon this not too long ago. But it was a movie that really hit me right in the feels and I was really impressed with. Uh, it was an actor I know you don't like, but he actually does a very good job in this movie. And then every other actor in this movie, which are Better not ton. be Kevin Costner. Not Kevin Costner. We, we've got a couple of those coming eventually, uh... but not this time. Um, no, I'm going to have you watch Only the Brave. Oh, I don't know yeah, if you yeah, remember yeah. me talking about this movie. I do, I do. Yeah, start My- Miles uh, Teller. Miles Teller. Miles Teller, who I'm not a big fan of either, but he is he is good in this movie. Um, but it's got like freaking Josh Brolin, Jeff Bridges, Jennifer Connelly, James Badgedale, Taylor Kitsch, like all these people. Uh, it's got a huge cast. The one thing I will tell you, though, is do not do any research into this movie. Go into it completely <laughs> cold like I did because I just don't, I don't have it. Don't have it ruined for you because like I, I vaguely knew what it was about, but I didn't know, I didn't know the whole story. So don't. Go don't like Google what it like what the real story is. Like just watch it and it will. It's it's pretty incredible what what happens. Okay, it's a lot like a um a Peter Berg movie. Oh okay yeah no I could see that I already I mean just yeah. from the you know just just from what the movie is about I yeah that that makes that yeah. makes total sense. Yeah, but th- yeah, don't 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 Google it any more than that. Yeah, I mean I I already know what it's about. I mean, I mean, not. I don't know like the story of it or whatever. I just know. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, like what it's about. Yeah, what the movie is about. But yeah, don't don't look up like the Wikipedia and stuff. Okay. All right. No, no, that's fine. I I, I won't. I won't. But um, okay. Very nice. So we... I'll watch only the brave, and Ian is going to watch Christopher Robin. Oh, and the guy who directed this is uh directed the upcoming uh Top Gun sequel so oh okay very nice there you go yeah very nice all right well that finishes movie swap now it's time to get into the actual show all right so we watched a couple of batman episodes uh with the riddler which is always great um the ring of wax and give them the axe so uh these are episodes 23 and 24 from season one they aired on march 30th and 31st of 1966 and ian i I swear every week it's like you know this is like the weirdest episode we've seen yet and they keep getting weirder you think i i mean they used wax to melt locks with a candle yeah, I mean that I didn't get, but like, like why I mean, use a can? Like he literally lights a match and then like lights the candle to then do the thing. And I was like, why don't you just use the match? But it's very yeah, I mean, weird. We, I feel like there's a better way to like heat something up than just like hold a candle at it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, but like to me, like the like what doesn't make it as weird is that I feel like the plot is pretty straight through. Like in terms of his evil plot, it's not like the crazy convoluted ones we had. What was it, last time with the penguin? And Ian, then, like, the freaking... He smuggles in illegal wax in a Batman wax sculpture. Somehow, 
this special sculpture made, he got the wax to be used to be his special wax. Had it illegally imported over, steals it, melts it down, and then um, it's all to find buried Inca treasure in a book that he knows the riddle to in a sarcophagus that just happens to be in Gotham now. And he figured all this out the exact time. And then Batman escapes the trap by using a belt buckle to reflect into an explosive something. And this episode's ridiculous. It, it didn't jump out to me nearly as ridiculous as like the Joker high school episodes. Yeah, um, I, yeah no, that that's that's a good point. But sure, as you read it back and you actually look at everything. I mean, granted, usually when you look at the details of the show, you know they're pretty head scratching. But <laughs> but uh, well, yeah, that's true. But yeah, the fact um, they escape, they escape, they were hanging upside down, being slowly dipped into wax, and he uses his reflective belt buckle to reflect the sun into a vat of explosive something and one that works two the explosion doesn't kill them somehow and yeah, that, uh, that's, that's pretty weird. actually pretty impressive it is i, I mean, mean i guess because I guess. one like yeah i mean like i actually thought it was in terms of their usual methods of escape uh like the freaking you know putting the rubber soles of their <laughs> shoes to absorb the bullets I, compared, I thought this one was a little bit more, more quote unquote, realistic or somehow feasible. But uh, I, but then I also guess. the but then also how extreme it was is like they, like they go like they're almost like desperate like yeah we might actually die in this one we have to almost die to survive yeah. and the fact that they blow up the the tank or whatever. But so the I, best I part we're... the best part is this is the one episode where Riddler actually is trying to stay and watch them actually die. Oh, that's great! As yeah, as just leaving, like he actually wants to leave, and the only reason he has to leave the room is because of the fumes. And yeah, then he still uh, is like watching them. The best part of yeah, that is how they villain keep... always yeah they always have to leave, but in this he's actually trying to stay, which is yeah, which yeah. I liked. And the other best part about that is while Batman's trying to reflect the belt buckle, he just reflects right back in the Riddler's eyes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But they all think to go downstairs. I'm like, oh, maybe we should take that away from him. It's like, what's he doing? I know. That's great. I I, I love that. That's a great. That was very funny. Uh, Frank Gorson just goes a million percent, like over what he has done before. Like he just goes so all out in these episodes. It is so much. Like he's just jumping around. And like, oh, and. And you gotta know that he finally fulfilled a wish of being able to drive the Batmobile because oh, yes. you know that's all he wanted to do. Because I mean, of course, like they they don't put on the anti theft device, so it's just there. Like he doesn't even do anything. Like he well, doesn't even use it for like his evil plan. He just drives into their hideout. Right. That's it. Um, it's great. <laughs> and and he just drives it there so that they can then drive it back when they leave. Um, it's great. But you know that's all. Like you know, Frank Gorsh. Like, is there a way we can get me so I can finally <laughs> drive it? Like, no, yeah, I- we can work it in something. You know, I love also that they learned because the, even the henchman's like, boss, remember, there's all these weird oh, yeah. anti-theft things. He's like, all right, no, I'll t- I take care of that. And he cuts. Like, I don't know what he does. He cuts the anti-theft wires, That's whatever. So but uh, like there's much smarter in this episode. That, oh, yeah. Like they've learned. Like they try and stay and watch them die. They they yeah. know the anti-theft <laughs> device on the Batmobile. Like they're pretty smart, to be honest. I, I was pretty surprised. Although, um, again, we have to talk about the... The uh, the pretty unsubtle uh, female henchman who uh, is not very smart and just uh, is attracted to Batman. 
but that's every episode, so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that that's every female character in the entire the entire show. Except, and it, yeah, this is no exception. No, it's not. Oh, um, weird. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't yeah, understand the whole. I feel like she was an extra in some other show, and then they just yeah. dragged her over here, still in whatever costume. I don't know. So they had to call her Moth because it kind of looked like a moth, like the wings and stuff. I I guess it's because they were candles and fire. That's why. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I get That's that too. why they called her Moth. But sure. um, because even they made it at the end, like oh, Moth flies too close to the flame; it's gonna be burnt. Um, I do like uh, at the end, Batman has no sympathy for her. Like they normally are, like yeah. uh, they're normally like, oh, the poor misguided girl yeah, who's just too stupid, who's just too stupid to know any better. And this uh, one, it's like, nope, you're a criminal. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Locks her up in all the, so I guess all the technically this is a less less sexist episode. That's than, true. Equal the other opportunity. Yeah. And hey, maybe and maybe Batman's learning too. He's like, you know what? These these girls don't learn, and even when we send them to rehab, maybe they're. Well, I mean, you know, when every single episode has a different wayward whatever girl, at some point it's just like, you know what? Maybe they're just actually bad. Maybe they're running out of room at those schools, and like, all right, we need to, we need to. Well, this is walk. also not a high schooler. No, no, she is. She, she's up <laughs> De- there. Definitely not. Um, yeah, so that's that's great. Um, I love that they have the uh, the police actually solve one of the riddles. Oh yeah, that was that was that was nice. They gave yeah, them a little. Everybody's kind of learning. Yeah, little, little plug in there. Of course, at the end they still go to the wrong place again. I mean, and you miss can't the give whole them fight. Much, yeah. Um, <laughs> but to be fair. If you're in a whole thing about a wax museum, and then the commission tells you to go to the museum, that would be the first thought. Sure. So, I mean, we'll get, I'll give him a break. Yeah, and, and Batman and Robin kind of got lucky with the whole fountain thing. It's like, because even Robin was like, I don't think that's right. And Batman was like, no, I'm sure I'm right this time. It's like, okay. All right. Uh, sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I was proud of myself that I, I solved the riddle as well, both of them. So oh, did you? I did. I did uh, that. It was uh, what's black and white and red all over. Well, I mean, everyone knows that one. Um, I mean, again, even the even, yeah, the, I, I, even I, the cops I, I got that one. Where, I was trying to figure out where else I like I'd seen that in a movie, or I feel like I even saw like in a Batman episode of like an animated. Uh, yeah, it, it's 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 just it's a real common it's a real common That's riddle. True. Um, so that I mean that one I knew already, but then the other one with the uh, the. Uh, what uh was branches leaves yeah no what bark. is branches wing yeah leaves no bark and i was like oh well, it's probably a library and um so so i got that one right i was pretty proud of myself there because i'm also proud of myself because most of the time the riddles don't actually make sense and it's just batman, or, 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 batman and robin it only makes sense to them <laughs> yeah or, or or they never get solved it's like wait what is well, it well one time it didn't get solved although in this one we never know what the riddle of the ancient incan treasure is Oh, no, I mean, that it's this was big like, deal. And then they're just like, nah, we, we don't care. Apparently it's, it's so like hard that only the Riddler would know it. I mean, but, but of course Batman would know it too. Yeah. You would think you, you would think, um, I love when they go into the library and to, to, to rob the, the vault. I love one. The, vault, just the library a, has a vault. There's a vault like just in <laughs> the library. That's great. And then when they go into the vault, there's there's only one label, and it's and it's just this giant label. It says "Rare Old Books on the Treasure of the Incas," and there's only one book on the shelf. Why do you think? 
<laughs> it's not really a, a topic that flies off the page. I know, but that's the only thing labeled. And, yeah, uh, I know. <laughs> so that was that was great. Um, I, I also love when Batman and Robin come to the library. They have this whole discussion whispering to librarian. That was uh, that was a great touch. I enjoyed that a lot. And he's like, have yeah. you seen any strange people come in? She's like, what do you mean strange? Like, I don't know. Uh, green question mark. Like, oh, no, I don't know. Like, that was. Or that, that was... moth lady right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was that was great. Uh, my favorite line of the whole episode, though, by far, is after um, Riddler and his gang have captured Batman and Robin because um, they, they set a trap for him at the Wax Museum. And they're, they're oh yeah, when they're up. like the revolutionary. Yeah, they're, yeah. Dre- they're like at the revolutionary war, and they you know they they hit him with the blow the blow gun, yeah. and uh, are you know they 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 throw him into the back of the the whatever, and then they yeah. drive it they drive it back, and they're gonna unload him, and they're gonna take him to uh, somewhere, and they're like oh we're gonna ta- have to take oh no they're yeah they're gonna go take him to somewhere. And they're like, he's like, all right, but we, we got to change into our regular outfits because we look way too ridiculous in these. Something like that. I love that. That was my favorite part of the whole thing. He's like, no, we got to change into, we, we draw too much attention in these. Yeah, we we need, to I, need the to, I need to put my green, my green jumpsuit full of question marks on it instead. <laughs> yeah, then the henchman looked like Mario rejects or something. Which Mario didn't even exist at the time. I don't yeah, think. I don't even know what they're supposed to so be. No, no. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, but that <laughs> that line is my favorite line because it's the uh, yeah, it's line. the line from the first episode, High Diddle Riddle, when Batman walks in to the the dance club and and the owner comes up. He's like, "Oh, uh, sit at the this uh, table, Batman." He's like, "No, no, thanks. I'll just stand at the bar. I shouldn't wish to attract attention." Like, oh it, yeah, you're it's, right. <laughs> it's a long, which that's my favorite line of the whole series, and that's um, <laughs> it's right along those lines, and I I just I love that that type of stuff in this show is just wonderful. That's good. Yeah, that's those are jokes that never get old. No, no, definitely not. Um, yeah. So his whole plan is to get this book so he can get the riddle, and then figure, and then. I, find out where the start, treasure is. Yeah, find out where the treasure is, and it just happened. Like, this whole time, I was like, oh, so we're going to have this weird expedition to, like, Peru? Yeah, uh, I, th- I thought it was going to be, like, the, the Catwoman episode. Right, and then, no, it just happens that the secret is coming to Gotham, like, today. And yeah. you're like, oh, well, that's kind of disappointing. Maybe, maybe they I, just couldn't... Maybe they couldn't secure a location that looked like a, a cave or some type of, like, outdoor location. I'm like, ah. You've got the museum. They didn't find a location that looked good last time and it didn't stop them. They could have just used that same, the Catwoman episode. They could have just used that same thing. Yeah, maybe they're like, we we, we can use it next season, but we can't use it twice (laughs) in one season. Maybe, I don't know. But that's, uh, that's pretty, that's pretty weird. Yeah, that that was very like, oh. A little disappointing. Yeah, it's like it's almost as if they knew that the like you know the people keeping the book like had to be in the same city as the freaking sarcophagus. I guess. So you, Riddler lucked out on that one. No, he he uh, definitely lucked out on on that part. But um, <laughs> it'd be like it'd be like Indiana Jones, you know, when they have like the transition of like showing the map and like the red line. It's like he just goes in a circle and goes right back to the same city. It's like oh, I didn't have to go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> if like Mel, if like. Mel Brooks made an Indiana Jones movie. Exactly, that's, yeah, that's exactly what it'd be. And the map says is, oh, right here in the corner of the room. Oh. 
<laughs> you see them out on a plane, like flying around the world and stuff, and then they just go right back to the same room. Yeah. yeah. All right, I we made it. Miles, they're gonna expire. <laughs> uh, that reminds me, my dad was once at a uh, like a band he was a big fan of growing up called Petra, big like Christian rock band. But um, he was at their like farewell tour. I don't know, ten years ago or something, and ended up accidentally like getting into this like special like backstage thing where they were like doing interviews for like the DVD. He was not supposed to be a part of it, but he just saw a group of people <laughs> wandered in and then became a part of it. And, um, and so they, they were asking everyone like, Oh, where'd you come from? And stuff like that. And it was in, uh, it was somewhere in maybe Nashville area, somewhere in Tennessee. Uh, okay. And so people were like, Oh, we drove from Minnesota or we drove from California. You know, there's people that came from like from all over the place. And my dad was like sitting there listening to all these people. And he's like, man, I just came from Georgia. So when he, <laughs> so when he got there, he's like, yeah, I came from Georgia, but I came the farthest cause I went South, uh, to get here and went all the way around. So that just reminds me of that it has nothing to do with anything. I just thought of it, but, um, uh, Batman has a laser gun. It's another, does. another weird thing that I feel like could be used much more. If you would think that's a thing. It's like in that one episode of super friends when Robin has a lightsaber. Um, oh, yeah. And then you're like, wait, what, wait, what, why don't you use How that all the time? That <laughs> yeah. That's always Rick, what where did I you think get a hand of. grenade? I know. That's yeah. what I always think of. So that's <laughs> yeah. Brick, where'd you get a hand grenade? Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, th- this is a fun episode. Weird wax museum stuff. Uh, you know, yeah, the, I like how the uh, the Riddler wax uh, sculpture is literally just a, a frozen image of Frank Gorshin. Yeah, it's like a no, it's like Frank Gorshin with like wax looking makeup on. Maybe yeah, maybe that. But it's, it's clearly not like they even bother making a wax a wax sculpture. Oh of them. no, clearly not. Um, definitely not. <laughs> but um, that's pretty great. Um. Then what is he? He what he sprays like what like red paint on them? Yeah, in the it's beginning? just red paint. Yeah. Okay, just to go with the riddle. I'm 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 assuming, even though that's not even the point of the riddle, but no, <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah, the the uh, the end of you know, or not the end, the uh, big peril at the end of the okay. first episode, the cliffhanger, is definitely it's it's pretty it's definitely great. Just them being dipped okay. into a giant thing of boiling wax and uh then <laughs> the, having the slowest lowering mechanism known to man well but riddler said he wanted it slow on purpose because oh, he wanted it to oh, take as long as possible um but yeah it just slowly going down and then then them using the bat belt buckle to reflect the sun to cause heat into the explosive little drum solution whatever and then to explode it which instead of literally just blowing all of them up just yeah. conveniently knocks them free uh to to the ground not directly <laughs> into the wax so yeah i know right very lucky um very or, lucky or like that ex- or, or that explosion igniting the the wax beneath them and just right. one massive fireball that's what i mean it's like yeah it's, yeah and even robin says it's like wow we really lucked out it's like man <laughs> i can't believe your calculations were that great how'd you do that and batman's just like there's no time for this let's just go <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I can see the writers sitting there, and they're just like, "Ah, uh, there's no time for this. Let's just move on." Yeah, it's it's literally the Maz Kanata from Force Awakens. It's a good story for another time. Right, right. That because I don't know <laughs> what else to do. Um, yeah, hopefully we'll figure it out by then, but probably not. Eh, 
man shut down man we could have talked about that jeez we oh god the, the, the ryan johnson uh, comments yeah, yeah. yeah we could have but uh too late uh we're not we're yeah. not gonna get into that um now uh star wars is dead who cares it, yeah ryan johnson killed it um uh, okay so yeah no that was great and then the whole thing of riddler you know seeing batman and robin unconscious like yeah, thinking just they're dead, they're dead. that was great and that was great uh, just him being so happy about <laughs> about this was so much fun to watch and then and then i love how he, he's like all right i gotta call commissioner gordon and and give him oh, a riddle yeah, and everything troll him. And, yeah <laughs> and to give him a riddle and and then the the like the girl moth is like what why, why are you doing that waste of time he's like and he just st- stops and just stares at her. She's like, without, <laughs> like, what a stupid question. It's like, without the riddles, there's, there's no point to this. He's like, that's the whole reason <laughs> I got into this. So I love that we had that moment. It's like, yeah, of course it is. That's why he's here. Yeah. Um, oh, man. That was great. And then you have Commissioner Gordon just, again, man. That guy just acting totally straight. Just, just Neil Hamilton just going totally straight with everything is just wonderful and being so broken that batman is dead and then being so happy when batman then calls uh to tell him that they're actually still alive is uh it's fantastic um nice little moment at the end because robin has to go in alone and then he gets captured and then he he you know he he lies man robin lies he he, he tells a lie how dare him not as bad as when he, uh, you know, <laughs> smoked a cigarette in the leather jacket and everything, but you <laughs> told Batman was still upset. Uh, that's true. Well, no, Batman defends him at the end because he's like, yeah, you yeah. know, even a, a white, little white, little lie, white lie against uh, fiends like you or whatever is yeah. uh, is great. That's um, that's uh, so then Batman has to bash through with the Batmobile and he calls Commissioner Gordon like to send more police and like to tell him he's gonna break into the to the the museum you know he covers all his bases and yeah. um yeah and then we got a nice little nice little fight there although and they show all the torture devices and he, they of course put robin on one of the torture devices and yeah, um right. that's when batman comes in and then beats them all up Does a little silhouette and yeah and see this is done much better than the last one with dancing. the interrogation <laughs> dancing crap <laughs> This one's done much better. Be. Yeah, this is yeah. much better. Um, right in the, you know, cast in shadow and then beating them all up. And, and, of course, putting each one of them in their respective torch devices that we've already established from earlier in the scene. And they cannot um, not use them. Yeah, of course. Is You know, it's it's the gun. Good thing so, there wasn't a guillotine. Yeah, yeah, that would have been a little <laughs> rough to, to, to get away with. But, um, and, of course, they... And you know they're they're about to break through the sarcophagus crate, which if they do, it'll disintegrate the mum the the jewels. No, the it would uh, the the body the the the, the mummified emperor. remains or whatever yeah. of the emperor. So they don't want that to happen because it's history and whatever. And um, and so Batman saves that from happening. And then apparently, the jewels are just found in a hidden compartment. Which I guess, yeah, you don't even need a riddle to find. You just no. You think I mean the sarcophagus is only so big. I mean, if you just explore the whole thing, you'll you'll eventually find them. <laughs> so I'm not sure what the point of the book was, but uh, anyway, and that's 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 the end of the episode. So Riddler was onto something there. It was, yeah. You know, O'Hara and the cop shop late, of course, and um, of course. 
But anyway, not a bad episode. Oh, solid. Again, I mean, the, the Frank Horus just elevates everything, so yeah. it cannot not be good in some way. No, you can't have a bad episode with the Riddler and Frank Gorsh. No. no, no. You just can't. So that's fantastic. Um, yeah, all the other stuff is good. There's a bunch of just ridiculous make no sense moments, which you of course always want. And, uh, of course <laughs> you have to have, yeah, no, it's, it's a solid episode for sure. All right. So that is this episode. Uh, this has a 7.7 for both parts of the episode on Rotten Tomatoes or on, um, on IMDb. IMDb. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, coming up next, there'll be some other episodes. Oh, good. The internet's back. Um, but yeah, we never no, lost, yeah. we never lost the call somehow. Now, so how the hell did that happen? That worked out. But, um, yeah, the next episodes we got are the Joker trumps an ace and Batman sets the pace. So we got two, two part yeah. Joker coming up in two weeks. Um, but we're going to finish out the first volume of the Batman animated series next week. Oh, wow. Um, we are. Yeah. It's not first season, technically. The first season, yeah, I think, is both of it. the first things. Like, seasons with animation, especially back then, are very odd. Yeah. Um, it's very weird. Like, the first wave is, like, 65 episodes, and then there's, like, a 20-some episodes. It, it's weird. But um, yeah. they, they separated it into volumes when they put them out on DVD, and so that's what we're going by. Right. Um, so, at the end of the first volume, we're coming up the last three episodes... Um, I don't remember what they are. They're all good. We got um, we got, yeah, we Matt, got wait, Matt is a Hatter, Dreams in Darkness, yep. and um, Appointment in Crime Alley. Appointment in Crime Alley. Yeah, those are the yep. the three episodes. So all solid episodes. All very good. Yeah, yeah so that'll be nice. All very very good episodes. So that'll be coming up on the next episode. So make sure and stay tuned for that. All right, make sure and follow us on Twitter at Uncaped Review. I post. Batman news, movie opinions, news on the episodes, all the links I post there, all that stuff is, movie is all there. Yeah, movie appreciation, just stuff like that. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Marky Mark Brand. You can follow me at Ian Bark Bark. So do that as well. And um, yeah, just appreciate you sticking around and listen to us talk about old Batman episodes because that's what we're good at. <laughs> That's for sure. Someone has to still appreciate them. Yeah, I mean, someone it, has to. <laughs> Very I mean, true. Again, like, it, like as we get more and more new Batman stuff, it's like the old stuff just gets thrown to the wayside. It's like no, there's there's so much great history. Yeah, yeah, and we're talking about the two best. Um, and I, yeah, I like the format of going alternating. I think it's a good. I do too. It's a good mix. It keeps everything fresh. Yeah, I mean, we'd be on the animated series for God for almost like a year. It feels like if we did it all at once. Well, maybe not, because, I mean, we're already through the first volume. Yeah, there's, what, three volumes? There's four. Four? Including the four. new, uh, you know, the new adventures. Yeah, that's, yeah, including the new one, yeah. Because that counts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, if we're, we're only doing three episodes still, it's going to be a while. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, yeah, so that's a lot of fun, and make sure and join us for uh, Batman Animated Series Talk next week. All right, that does it for, th- for uh, this episode. Again, I'm Mark. I'm Ian. Have a great week. Yeah.